Hello, and welcome back to Misrepresented episode four. I'm your co-host, Lisa Opie. And I'm Ramina. And today, well, Miss USA just happened last night, and it was a whirlwind of a night. There was a lot going on. Yeah. What happened last night? <laughs> uh, are we talking about Miss USA or what happened after Miss USA? Yeah, both. So we had the Miss USA finals, which was, yeah. you know, a pageant. And then there was a documentary. Like, you saw the preview. How did you feel when you saw it? Um, it looked like it was going to be interesting, but I guess we'll get into that later. Yeah, they really marketed, like, <laughs> it's going to be a scandal and we're going to expose everything. Um, so those are the two things that we'll talk about today because yeah. we did do our research and we watched both. So let's get into Miss USA. Okay. Okay, so um, walk us through, I guess, like, top 20. Who were your standouts and why? Um, I think I picked six of them. Mm-hmm. It was Hawaii, California, Maryland, Utah, Wisconsin. You loved and- Wisconsin. She was fierce. I loved her evening gown outfit. That's what that's when she caught my eye. I didn't yeah. really know until like like before until that outfit. And I was like, wow, like that hair and everything. Yeah. Oh my what about you? I just noticed my drink. Hey, what are you drinking? Um, a vanilla bean. No. Oh, we love DC. I love DC. Okay. She was so stunning. Um, I just feel like her look was so unique. California, I mean, she's really, really sweet. And I love that she's in the military. And then all of her looks, like, when she was on stage were so good. And, yeah. like, her eyes were, like, beautiful. And they're real. Yeah, I'm I know. So I saw. <laughs> I know. What a queen. So she competed really well. Yeah. Virginia really stood out to me as well. Um, South Carolina. I mean, she was. Oh my God, her too. She was That's what I was perfect, my right? She looked like a doll. Oh my God, her face, so her pretty. makeup, her, her eyes, hair. beautiful. She's so cute, Love so it. beautiful. And then I have Utah in all caps, and this yeah. is before they called anything out. So this is top twenty. I had Utah in all caps. We're yeah. like, she's it because yeah. she was just giving you like Miss Universe. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was beautiful. And then last one for me was Maryland. That stood yeah. out to me in Belems um yeah she's so pretty she's from zambia yeah yeah, you um, told me. yeah she's flawless so cool i besides the i mean i loved the swimsuits they were those swimsuits. were so and the pretty cakes. they were all like butterflies yeah right? like fairy butterflies i loved I it i loved it i thought that was really cool i love the all white one i think marilyn wore marilyn that one. wore that one oh, white. my queen <laughs> I loved it. so pretty yeah it was so good um, we have to say we're so proud of Layla Rose, who oh we God, both, yes. worked we with. both worked with. Her. So we're really happy to see her take on the pageant. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, she did. Um, so everything job, was Layla. super glamorous this year. Yeah, it was so good. I, oh, and then the, the the beginning outfits, opening number, opening oh my gosh, when they I were doing they the were top Portia 20. and Scarlet. Yeah, beautiful. So I was like, oh my God, I love that one. I love that one. I love that one. And it was back on prime time, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, we got to see Jordan Kimball hosting. I thought that was really cool. I'm like, I worked with them. Yeah. <laughs> the top two, Hawaii yeah. and Utah. I love them both so much. Gorgeous. Like Hawaii gave me Miss Grand vibes. Yeah, I've done Miss Grand before, so like I've seen the girls that like look like her. You know, like she's yeah. She gave that vibe, and um, Utah, stunning. They were both so pretty. Honestly, so pretty. The top five was solid. I was yeah. really happy with the top five. There was a lot of diversity, a lot of representation. Every single person was a different ethnicity. I think yeah, there were two Latinas. I think oh, there was two Texas Latinas. Texas oh, okay. and um, Utah. 
but still that was yeah. really cool and you know we were like so sure they were gonna crown a blonde this year like wisconsin like she was uh, beautiful and i was like checking the top five social media you know yeah, and i was like, I know. Be, like not a regular queen but a cool queen wisconsin yeah. would have been a cool queen because yeah, her you instagram, love wisconsin, yeah. I re- yeah her super instagram model. yeah super she's tall super tall yeah towering over adrian yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like we were the host i was definitely kelty knight and you're like <laughs> adrian that's the vibes because yeah. she was wearing this like big pink thing with the big hair and adrian's like more like the clean girl aesthetic with the sleep bun so i miss my sleep bun i feel like that's us maybe one day we'll host miss universe or something so fun um so anyway yeah the crowning moment what do you think about it I thought it was good. They waited a really long time to announce the I winner. I thought they always do that. This one was like exceptionally. Like I've watched really? thousands of pageants. No, this one too, was like a I full minute. Like, yeah, oh, wow, it was yeah. a long time. Because like, I don't know, they do that to build up the hype. They have to. Yeah. I mean, I was like ready. But I feel like after on stage question, Utah had it. Yeah. The crown was hers. Yeah. Yeah. She really carried herself really, really well. Anyway, super well-deserved. The winner Definitely. this year. So yeah. pretty. So before we get into, I guess, the tea on the documentary, we have to thank Pink Apple Dresses. Of course, on this show, we love supporting women-owned brands. And Pink Apple Dresses is a local women-owned clothing boutique. So we love her stuff. I feel like it's just stuff that's great to wear to yeah. events, appearances, interviews, yeah. and of course, podcasts. Yeah. So let us know thank if you, you love Pink your Apple. <laughs> yes, thank you um okay so let's get into the tea let's get into it so what you think <laughs> i'm so nervous to talk about my oh, real feelings about this really okay well i mean let's talk about the facts i guess um i feel like you know they did a lot of educating on what happened they didn't tell us anything that like pageant community people didn't already know mm-hmm. you know we already knew all of this stuff yeah. um i but um I saw a lot, and this is like totally unpopular opinion, but I saw a lot of, again, women attacking women. And I felt like Crystal was attacked. I see how people could see how things were unfair. She is a businesswoman. And I'm like, if I was in that position as a businesswoman, Mm -hmm. would I have done anything differently? I don't know. If I had Miss Academy, you know, I would promote it. I would work as a businesswoman. I I didn't see anything really wrong with that, Right. to be honest. Yeah, so, you know, it was really hard to see her cry, but at the same time, she was very short with her answers. You want to talk more about that? Um, that part, I, I mean, I just felt like she was, like, I I still felt bad for her. Like, I felt like she was still a little attacked in a way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions that are like, I mean, I feel like just with her husband, stuff like that's going through a lot itself. So much. So that's hard. Yeah. So I just felt bad. But the rest of it, I have a lot to say about. <laughs> say it. That's what this show is for. Uh, so, like she said, I felt it was a lot of women attacking women. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, unpopular opinion, but just being in so many pageants, there has to be, you have to have this, like, reality and, like, in your head of, like, what these things are, right? So, like, sometimes it does get political it exactly it's always like that it's exactly. not anything new it's not something that just happened that year like this has been going on forever and at like, almost every major pageant every major pageant especially that's just it, i mean you've competed at miss grand go into it if yeah, you want I to mean, or earth well 
or even like what you've seen just being a member of the community and going yeah. to other pageants like, okay I'm sure so going to things. other pageants like there are you can't say you can't have favoritism like people are always gonna like someone more like it's it's not just about Definitely. like you know and but it's always international pageants it's usa venezuela philippines always thailand indonesia yeah. you know those are the India. favorites yeah they are yeah and always. in usa it's texas yeah. new york california like, yeah that's just facts. like facts like we have to look at the facts and then we look at like what's fair what's not fair but the thing is pageantry if you if you like want to sit back and look at it like it's not always fair and you can't expect it to be because mm -hmm. like when I, when I was watching the documentary, I was like, okay, but you have to come to the, okay. One of the things they said was girls spend $15,000. Yes. Half of them do. I half did. of them can't win. <laughs> yep. So think about that. Like you can't just say like, oh, these girls are spending so much money. I mean, you more can't than have, half can't win. You it's can't like have 50 winners. 80% of them can't win. Yeah. I mean, we all spend so much money and <laughs> yeah. time and effort. It's a lot of effort. But I think what people need to take away from this pageant experience is like your character building and your future after, because exactly. I think that's what built us. Exactly. Like that built my character. That built my discipline. It wasn't about like, I never, like I want, I didn't win on that kind of level, but if you did, like your life could be different. Like you never know, you know, Literally. you can't just expect to walk into a pageant and be like, I'm like, yes, have that attitude. You should, I'm the winner. I'm going to win. Like I'm, but you should have the actually more of like i'm gonna do my best exactly because yeah. as you work towards the crown i feel like pageants are not about winning the crown yeah you work towards that but it's yeah. about who you become in that process of yeah. competing and all the connections and life experiences that you get and i feel like we're like living examples of yeah. how you don't really have to win that big crown yeah. to have your life changed forever yeah i mean i've taken my experiences from these things and changed my own life forever you know yeah. And you did too. Anyway, so um, one thing I do feel when I was watching that was it sounded, I understood the harassment points and that is not okay. Mm -hmm. It was more about when they started bringing Arbany down is when I just felt like it was getting a little bit bitter. Yes. What do you think? I mean, I'm a huge Arbany fan yeah. and I thought it was such a win for her that she wasn't at Miss USA. Yeah. She was in Paris at Fashion Week doing she was on really, Vogue. Yeah, that, big things for the second the time. Yeah. So, you know, she's winning in life. But at the same time, like Miss USA won Miss Universe. Arbany is a legend. She is representing our country. Yeah. And instead of mentioning Arbany at Miss USA at the final show, instead right before crowning they read like a creed about sisterhood and supporting each other mm -hmm. and i understand that but actions speak louder than words so if you're really in sisterhood and you're supporting each other support your queen they have to support your queen you know i was like okay you're reading this but where's arbany yeah but that was in the miss usa pageant and i was talking about those girls in the documentary. oh sorry <laughs> so drunk <laughs> Yeah, but no, that's true. They didn't mention her at all, and they should. Yeah. I mean, in every Miss USA, they always mention the Miss Universe. They have don't to. They? They I mean, do. she was Miss USA, and she won and then, Miss Universe. Exactly, and she's they're usually supposed to be there. Oh, she was doing better things anyway. Yeah, good for her. At the good same time, her. it's like the gesture. But back to the documentary. But the documentary is what I was talking about. Um, I felt like they were kind of putting her down, and it just felt very felt not women icky. supporting women. Exactly. It got very... And uncomfortable one of, one of the girls said it you know they were like it's not against Arbany, Arbany it's mm -hmm. against the leadership and the way that it was carried out I see that um yeah. but she is the 
like a victim here and she is very affected by that yeah i still felt like she is a little bit of a victim like the whole sponsorship thing in mexico i mean i can see how people would be upset about that mm -hmm. but at the same time she was there on a different sponsorship yep so i get it there probably should have been rules in place and that's what crystal was saying but um i think i mean that was one thing but Okay, I just remembered another another thing that like really it. pissed me off during that <laughs> documentary. This was so unnecessary. They did not have to bring this in. This this was okay. When they started talking about Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Barbie. <gasps> oh yeah. That was unnecessary. It just felt like they were at that point they were just hating on successful pretty women. I feel like that. I see that too. Like why why did we have to bring them into this? Like why they said, Oh, now the culture of Taylor Swift and Barbie and Beyonce, Beyonce, they look like like glam and like and they let look them like be glam. Exactly. What's the problem? Exactly. Wait, I don't understand. Like, I didn't understand. I was like, what does this have to do with this? And you know, I don't <laughs> think it's just their looks. I mean, look at Lizzo. Look at BB Rexa. Like, there yeah. is representation, and they There's are beautiful everywhere. and they're successful. So but, I'm like, but can you tell me, like, what was the point of bringing that up with them? I just, I don't know. Like. Because they were like, oh, they're wearing glamorous, glittery outfits. Yes, they're performers. And they have their hair and makeup done. As they should. But they should be rolling out in sweats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> on, with the billions of people watching them. No, it was a like, weird. It was weird. And they were like, oh, and the culture of Barbie. I'm like, sorry, that's my lifestyle. I mean, you know, whatever. But like, <laughs> I just felt like that was so unnecessary to bring up in this situation. It, it, I, one, for totally me, it unnecessary. Didn't, it didn't have to do with the other. One didn't have to do with the other. Uh, yeah. So I think to wrap it up, I think the documentary really didn't bring a lot of anything that's actually going to change pageantry. And no. I really hope that it's not going to hurt pageantry even more because it is a beautiful industry. It and is. a lot of it, girls... Most girls get so much out of it. So much out of it. Yeah. And we're just living examples of that. Yeah. Um, and everyone we know, too. Yeah. Yeah. They did show like backstage scenes of the 2022 pageant when the girls were getting ready backstage and it was like these tables like folding mm -hmm. tables like crowded around and these girls were just like stomping around they didn't have mirrors they didn't have anything maybe there was like three mirrors here oh, really? did you see that no. clip no. it looked like fire festival it was oh, so no. annoying <laughs> i was no okay. so one very important thing to have backstage at a pageant is great mirrors <laughs> outlets <laughs> um lighting it was like you know yeah clothing racks yeah and a place to change so. i don't know if it was taken out of context you know how the media can do that but yeah. they were girls in there opening numbers with sashes going like this in that one mirror and i was like oh my god oh, that's not good yeah it was yeah. crazy so and i think it was like streamed on youtube or a very small channel or a streaming platform so it was amazing to see it back on cw oh yeah, yeah. um one more thing this is after you left Mm -hmm. I was about to go to bed and I like, you know, I had my YouTube open and Danny Walker, the pageant access girl, she was Miss Montana USA a while back. She did a video and it was like, can anyone in all caps save Miss USA? And she had a lot of valid points. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now, because it's been through so much, seeing this was like a breath of fresh air for me. I'm like, wow, like we're getting like our golden era back. But then yeah. she brought up some points. What were they? The Fadil photos, there were no glam shots. There was no official oh. photos that were consistent. Crystal Stewart did do that. Uh -huh. um, back in the day, the contestants would shoot in their evening gowns mm -hmm. and it was like an evening gown preview and they would yeah. show that off. Um, That's what we do at like the international pageants too. Yeah, yeah. like Grand does that. Yeah. So, you know, she did bring up a lot of things where, you know, there were still gaps in it. But mm -hmm. again, Layla had like six months to put this together. So I think she did a great job. 
I was happy. I mean, it's not, it looked better. Much better. I mean, their outfits and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, the sponsorships look great. Yes. So, that's what I liked. Yeah. I don't know about the other stuff. I gotta watch it. It was interesting. And, yeah. I, and I feel like every pageant director should watch Danny Walker's video. Yeah. Take notes and just execute everything she said because that's like free advice. That's free consulting for you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, do that and your pageant will thrive. <laughs> so, in the documentary, you know how like, um, you know, you were saying the girls look a little like hurt and bitter. And I have to bring it back to my experience at Miss Florida USA, which yeah. we both competed in together. Mm-hmm. I was hurt. I was bitter. It was a traumatic experience. <laughs> Um, and they actually had a legitimate, illegitimate C scandal. Yeah. And everyone in the industry knew, you know, there was always rumors, allegedly, like accusations about rigging and the director at that time choosing favorites. And, you know, they would say they saw certain things. And, you know, I was like, whatever, like, I've met the guy, he's super nice. But I just feel like, you know, there might have been some truth behind that when I competed and I felt that a lot. And then lo and behold, like two or three years later, they had the whole thing with Genesis Davila, where she won the Miss Florida USA crown. Mm-hmm. They took her crown away. She sued them and won God knows how much money, but she sued them for like Why did you take a the crown? few million. Um, so this is what I've heard, allegedly, mm-hmm. um, that. She got her hair and makeup done. Oh, okay. I remember the story you remember? by somebody else or something. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not allowed to have uh, professional yeah, makeup artists. Yeah, I remember Florida, like, you're not allowed to have professional yeah. makeup artists. Um, there were some crazy rumors going around about that. Um, I'm not going to say anything here on the record, but I'm sure if you ask around, people will talk. But I know for a fact that Genesis did not get her hair and makeup done. And the photo that they took was something else from like a lesson or something Mm -hmm. and they took it away for other reasons um some people say it could have been bribery some people say the director was being blackmailed by coaches and i don't know what the truth is but she won the lawsuit and that sounded like a real scandal (laughs) yeah it was a real scandal there was no documentary but people in the industry knew about that so when the stuff was happening with miss usa again like i live and breathe pageants i'm like this is news i'm like isn't this is the only thing that was bad was the whole yes stuff like for sure but yeah my heart goes out to everybody affected yeah and again there's still a soft spot for crystal because she is still a human being she's still a woman i I still felt really bad for her yeah during that interview i was like why are they doing that yeah i don't know the whole thing was just wrong documentary it was it was from the beginning to end i felt it was yeah i don't know it wasn't good yeah i was just like i don't know it was just like i was bored you yeah, were bored was, i was so bored you were the first so half bored. Like, oh, <laughs> how long is this i know so yeah it didn't tell us anything that we didn't already know so. okay guys anyway thank you guys so much for watching episode four and staying in tune with us and i hope you guys keep watching and wait for the next episode five Yes. And now that we're on episode four, I think it's time to like start asking you guys for topics and anything that you want us to talk about, Q&As and things like that. So yeah, make sure exactly. you leave your feedback and follow us on social media at Misrepresented Talks. And we'll see you guys next time. That's what I think this is. Uh-oh. Well, not both of us. I'll be like, okay, I'm sure there's something there. Right. Ooh. We can do this.